Welcome to Devices Issues Spooktacular, man! Devices Issues is a combo podcast where we talk about comic books, foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic books, spooky comic books! I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. Me, Daryl. <laughs> See, they have to pretend to be scary, but Ryan and I are just already scary enough that we're like, we don't need to do voices. Yeah, actually monsters. Because yeah, when I think of Phil and Ryan, I think Jesus Christ, don't let them near me. <laughs> I yeah. think Jesus Christ, <laughs> the scariest of all, the the original zombie. <laughs> That's true. And blood drinking. Uh, right. And he had those screws. I don't think he, he didn't. He didn't drink, he didn't blood. drink blood. We drink his blood. He created yeah. the vampire. Right? Yeah, he made vampire. He's like the you know that rituals they have in like uh, Anne Rice, where to become a vampire you suck the blood of a, of a vampire. He initiated that. Like oh, you yeah. suck his blood because he's the vampire, and then You're you become right. a vampire. This is canon. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so now that we clarify, Jesus is the first va- uh, first vampire and zombie and zombie. Let's talk and, about and he's his own dad. We're being we're being extra blasphemous and satanic right now because it's Friday the thirteenth. So and, and this like, Halloween oh, spectacular. Yeah, also, recording on Friday the thirteenth. We're covering witches this episode. Yeah, yeah we're That's going to be talking about people who literally fornicate with the devil. So, um, <laughs> the topic we're t- the topic the comic we're talking about today, <laughs> and the topic the topic is witches. Comic is chilling adventures of Sabrina. So for you those mean Melissa Joan Hart. Oh yes. Uh, and more like Melissa Boneheart, right? No. Nope. More like uh, God's Not Dead 3, the inverse. <laughs> God is dead. I killed him. I am the devil. Yes. Hail Satan. <laughs> Hail Satan. But, but as we mentioned in our Archie vs. Predator episode, uh, you can see the moment where Phil and Ryan, I believe, uh, realize Sabrina is an Archie character. Sabrina Teenage Witch. Uh, Sabrina is an Archie character. Uh, so and, this episode serves kind of as a sequel to Afterlife with Archie. Yeah. It's by the same writer, which we did almost one full year ago on a night just like tonight. <laughs> yeah. And the second trade still hasn't come out yet. It hasn't, it hasn't <laughs> had a new issue in over a year. Some say we'll still be waiting 10 years from now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right, like when I said, Robert Aguirre Sakaska, writer of Afterlife with Archie. Also the writer of Riverdale. Writer of Riverdale. Uh, has come out. Uh, Riverdale, uh, that's probably one reason why he's probably so busy, because he's working on Riverdale. He's, he's probably making on... more money doing that. Yeah, that's... Oh, that's, yeah. Probably. Uh, that's, one, <laughs> that's one I want to mention uh, briefly. This is like what I like to call, or some people, I, I don't know if people call it, but I call it the Kevin Smith effect of comics, where uh, Kevin Smith was notorious for now, never finishing any of his books. Like, we mentioned, we did one of his books, Never Finished, Whiting and Gyre, on this podcast. Oh, yeah. uh, but he, he never finishes any books, because... Uh, you know, he's working in TV, he's working films, he's doing all this sh- uh, shit. Uh, and so those things are always going to make you more money and more prestige than comic books. So, like, they always uh, take priority. So any uh, comic book writer like Joss Whedon, Kevin Smith, and now Robert Aguirre Sakaska, who has a TV or film career, will usually become notorious for never finishing or uh, having the work extremely delayed. Uh, as we mentioned in... Uh, uh, Afterlife Archie and Archie vs. Predator. Uh, Archie has become a more. This ain't com- your dad's Archie. He's ain't your dad's Archie. But Archie comics have become a lot more interesting in the last couple of years. Uh, the the main line has become more uh, like more modernized uh, teen books, like like how teens actually live. It's become more adult. Yeah, the horror line is more like what they now they have a, a Jughead Werewolf comic called Jughead the Hunger. 
they have they brought back all their old superheroes uh, like the Black Hood and the Fox. Basically, because Archie, when it was created, it was like any other comic company. Uh, Captain America was actually a ripoff of an Archie Comics character called the Shield. What? It is. If you look at if you, the reason why he has the if you see Captain America's first Shield, mm-hmm. uh, you, you notice why he changed it to the round Shield. It's because it literally was the Shield's uh, chest plate, and the Shield said, "Like you basically ripped off our concept. Please don't rip, rip, rip off our design too." So he changed it to a round Shield pretty soon after that. Like it was a, a straight up ripoff. Like. If you look at the Shield's costume and Captain America's shield, it's a ripoff. Sorry, wow. But uh, yeah, so they were a very uh, they had a lot they had a lot of different titles. But when Archie came out, it became so much more popular than all the other titles that all their other books basically faded out. And now because of uh, Robert Guy Sarkaska, he's basically bringing back all these old icons with, with really cool, interesting ways. And we'll get into that as we get into the story. Uh, so are we ready to jump in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, also the art's done by Robert Hack. Real quick, what do you guys think of the art? Amazing. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I don't like it a lot. Really? Yeah. It's just... I don't know what to... The overall, like, tone and hue about it was very, like, a, a dulled tangerine color. Like, throughout every issue, it's, like, the same kind of, like, soft oranges to whites. Yeah, it's, like, and a very warm true. color. I like that look a lot. I think a lot of his people don't look exactly like correct like sabrina never looks that much different from any of the other girls in the school like when she's compared to madame satan she doesn't look like like, i can't tell which one is older even though it says sabrina's 16 madame satan stole stole a young girl's face so like she's literally the same i know but like even like her aunts too don't No, i I, I can tell the aunts and everyone else pretty well and i I, 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 know i'm (laughs) I know I can tell them. I'm saying they don't look exactly their age. Uh, well, they're immortal witches. They're, they're just witches there, by the way. <laughs> That's also, true. I, I think the people, I can take or leave, but when they are, like, doing the extra creepy stuff, like, when the witches are in their, like, true, like, witch forms, they're pretty terrifying looking. Yeah. yeah. It has a very, like, 50s, 60s advertising kind of feel to me. Like, it's got, like, the postcard feel. That's what I love about it, because it is a period piece in the 60s and uh, 50s. Yeah, that's that's it. But it also has like the way the coloring. The reason why I like the color scheme, I could see not liking it because it is very it's similar as you go through it. But it does feel like it gives it this old feel where it's almost like the pages are like old and sun stained. Like it, it felt like I was reading an old comic. Yeah, book. that's why I really liked about it. Uh, there's very, um, I always love that kind of old comic kind of feel. And this feels like you're reading an actual f- comic from the 1940s, like Tales from the Crypt, and yeah. it's been stained so b- badly mm. over the years. I really love that uh, effect. I, w- I want to clarify that I, d- I think this is a good artist. Like, I don't think he's bad. I'm just not... I don't dig it. Okay. okay. Uh, but uh, let's get into the actual meat and potatoes of the story. So, Hey, the art is part of the meat and potatoes of the story, or the, yeah. the, the, the comic. I, I mean, I, yeah, it's true, but uh, I mean, after all the setup... Let's get into whatever. I, what am I saying? I the plot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in 1951, uh, Sabrina's dad, Edward, uh, he was a Sabrina's witch. Sabrina's dad? No. Dad. <laughs> D-A-D. Her father. Uh, he, he's, actually, he's actually kind of more of a warlock than a witch. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. He's a magic user or whatever. <laughs> uh, he married uh, or uh, had a child at least with Diane, a mortal. And when uh, Aunt Hilda and Zelda, you know, the beloved uh, characters from the TV shows, you know, the funny, goofy Aunt Hilda and Zelda, they come and try to take the, her baby, the Diane's baby away to be a witch. Uh, she try, The mom tries to run off with Sabrina. And the dad, Edward, is like super blasé about it. He's yeah. like, 
hey, that you wanted to have a baby with a, a magic person, with a warlock, there has to, you gotta pay a price. You gotta give up this baby, and we could have more babies if you want, but this one you don't get to keep. Yeah. By the way, I didn't, like, I, like just for people listening, like, this is a really, really dark story, and I, I, I hadn't seen much of, like, the original show, so like with everything we've read that surprised me, I asked Chrissy, I'm like, was Sabrina, like, a dark show? And she's like... <laughs> She's like, I don't, not, not really at all. It was kind of funny. And I'm like, so they're never like hail Satan and stuff. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, definitely not. Didn't it air on Nickelodeon? Like, couldn't they not I don't know. hail Satan? Yeah. I feel like it was part of the like TGIF block. It was, it Thank was. God it's I don't Friday. know. It's yeah. not very Satan. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, uh, see by the bell where Skeeter was like hail Satan all the time. <laughs> uh, Zelda, Hilda, and the father catch up with the mom because they're magicians. And they reclaim Sabrina. <laughs> uh, and Diane, uh, when uh, she threatens to out all of them as witches, Ed, uh, the, the father, Edward, takes her to a mental hospital and gets her lobotomized. Yeah, and, like, you see, like, the scars on her head. Like, they really, like, they lobotomize her. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, implied. It's, like, pretty direct. Yeah, so this, this immediately gets across the message. This is not like Harry Potter where, oh, isn't it cute if you have, like, a, a, a sweet romance between a, a you know, mortal and a, and a witch and it's, it's like this... A tale of underdog. No, this is a fucked up world where uh, the father fucks uh, a woman just to get uh, a half breed uh, baby. Yeah, and... like the witches are are they're not just like hail Satan, but we're good people. They're mostly yeah. shitty people. Yeah, they're, they're all there's there's very few, like there's only, like out of all the witches, there's maybe like uh, just Sabrina and maybe one it's other more like the Greek pantheon than it is like hocus pocus. Yeah. That's why I was interested reading through it because I didn't know that it was gonna take like this angle with witches where it's like let's actually like the things people said that witches did and they did. what they're like yeah it's like let's make that all real that they were you know like cannibals that spilled the blood of people to like infuse their newborn babies with the powers of satan by entering them into yeah. a contract like every everything is all about like you know oh thank lucifer like they're they're really yeah, satanic <laughs> yeah. yeah they're like the salem witch trial view of witches but like really though yeah. yeah it's pretty cool uh so the, the the by age six uh the father edward had become a tree for why <laughs> <laughs> that hilda and zelda cursed him to become a tree so that they could take sabrina yeah they did uh in issue I six how i, I think issue that. six actually revealed that so i read it as the uh, convent did that to him because he had uh, but, oh, okay but uh sabrina and uh, on her birthday on her sixth birthday sabrina gets salem the talking cat as her familiar uh, by sixth grade, Sabrina w- got so bullied at witch's school that uh, Z- Zelda and Hilda decide to move her out to a uh, human school uh, where she won't be picked on for being a half-breed. Not after they turn into a giant spider and traumatize the girl because <laughs> yeah. the whole family's terrified of spiders. Yeah. So uh, one, one of the powers that they display is that Hilda and Zelda com- telepathically communicate with each other to... Uh, not have Sabrina overhear what, what they're uh, talking about, but uh, Sabrina is already like advancing so powerfully that she can already listen to their thoughts and she can hear them talking about they want to move to a new, uh, new town uh, uh, called Greendale, which is near Riverdale. Uh, it's like that. Town. It's like that stereotypical like main character is obviously like a like kind of pro- like a prodigy where they they yeah. develop powers quicker than everyone ever expects them to. Yeah. But they don't make her like a Mary Sue. Like she's no. not like super good. She's just like good. She's like she's I would say less of a prodigy and more just like a pretty smart kid. Her magic is developing pretty quickly. Yeah, she 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 is pretty like uh, uh especially as you get deeper into it. They show more and more that she has the powers, but she's not a Mary Sue in that 
she doesn't make the perfect choices all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and she, so a teenage Sabrina meets her cousin Ambro- Ambrose. Is he from like the show or something? I don't think he was in the show. It's funny, interesting. Uh, I actually like the way they have this character because I, from what I remember from the old uh, Archie, Archie comics, he was like a fat older dude. Uh, and, okay. And he was like, uh, uh, he would be like, uh, encourage. He'll he'd be like, fuck around with people and stuff like that. But like, he was always like the older, uh, fatter, doofy dude. Here they made him more like kind. Of, he looks kind of like a teenage Damien, and he's kind of like a really smarmy asshole, which I think is a nice, cool change for him to make him more like, uh, more like a, uh, voice for like he's kind of like the devil and Sabrina. It, it's more like he's playful. Yeah, rather but, than just like an asshole. I don't know because I kind of didn't care for his character very much because he to me he's kind of more of like a plot device where yeah. he just tells Sabrina things that we need her to find out. That's why I was wondering what his purpose was really. I, I disagree. I thought he's, I thought I like I like the jokes he makes about bewitching random people. I like I like his smarmy attitude. I, mean, I didn't dislike him, but I was like I don't think you. I think there's like if she found a book that told her stuff, I feel like it would. You would, would, you would rather same. have it come from just a book. No, I'm not saying I would rather. I just felt him, he was kind of boring for that I purpose. I felt like he, he was, was just unnecessary to have Sabrina have someone that's, like, around her age talk to her about Yeah, this. I agree. Oh, that's... I guess that's fair. Because her, no, that, her aunts really are superior figures, or, like, adult figures that have yeah. magic powers. And he has magic powers, but he's, like, he's more honest with her about he's, his he, magic powers. That's yeah, true. He, I didn't he's, really he's, think of him as, like, the relatable he, teen he's, witch. He's the only because the confidence she has. Like, uh, she can't talk to Harvey about these issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, Speaking of, who's Harvey? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Harvey Kinko, if you ever watched the show, uh, he's like a, a, a really stupid, doofy guy in the show, which is uh, he's a footballman. Yeah, he's yeah. a footballman in, in in this book, and she gets a crush on him. Uh, redhead named Roz tells him to ba- tells Sabrina to back off. Harvey's mind. Yeah, Roz is gonna be the cliched like her rival in everything high school girl yeah. throughout the whole book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Salem uh, the cat warns uh, Sabrina that aunts won't approve. And that's why uh, Ambrose is there because Salem is always like, you shouldn't do these bad things. Uh, I'm trying to be the... Uh, the Like the morally good in the witch world kind of a yeah. character. Yeah, and Ambrose is more like, we should do some uh, crazy stuff. Let's do, and I, I like that. Aspect. Yeah, let's, I like let, that. he's like, let's make him fall in love with you. We can do that. Yeah, I, 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 I guess I didn't really think of like Salem and Ambrose as like the devil and angel on yeah. his shoulders, but that is really what it is. Yeah, that's why we like about it. Like I like that because uh, yeah. in the show, I think in uh, the show uh, Salem was more like I'm your I'm your uh, devil on your shoulders, and the ants were more like I'm your angels. But here the ants are, are pretty d- d- you know satanic bitches, so yeah. <laughs> they can't be that role. So having Ambrose, the more human ish person, makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, nearby witches uh, from Riverdale show up. Uh, Betty and Veronica, who you might recognize, who uh, have might acc- recognize. <laughs> they've accidentally summoned the former uh, girlfriend of Sabrina's dad, Iola. Uh, Iola has skulls for eyes, and her face looks like a skull. And, it's, uh, this- it's pretty creepy looking. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. And this is a character. Uh, this is one of the characters that I mentioned that Archie's not bringing back thanks to Robert Guise Castle because. Madame Satan was an anti-hero kind of evilish character from before uh, Archie took off. She was an anti-hero, not just like a villain. No, she was. Yeah, she was an anti-hero. I think like the goal. I think I haven't read all, uh, any of those the actual issues, but I think that the uh, goal was usually to have her be defeated by the end. But she was like the main uh, leader, like the central character for, for the story she was in. I her first appearance is in the trade, but I haven't read it yet. Even though it's like four pages, I'm so interested. <laughs> well, I haven't. Read I'm so it. interested, to say sarcastically. But yeah, but yeah. I, I think it's cool that this character that's been 
uh, absent for 60 fucking years because Archie eclipsed her is now uh, kind of found new life in Arch in like a, this new yep, dark Archie. Shocker! Sly likes when underused characters are used in cool ways. <laughs> oh, it's better just, <laughs> I, just, I just just dump cool. just dump it forever and you know never revisit it. You know, and they don't do anything interesting of it at all. Having her be like she's not interesting design or anything like that. Whatever, I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you were wrong. I said shocker. <laughs> we're gonna go into more detail about her backstory later, but. The one thing that I just want to point out is not just was he Sabrina's old, uh, her dad's old girlfriend. She was the one that got dumped for the mortal. Yeah. And that gets into issue two. That's why she's super evil. Uh, We start off with her, like just a bunch of narration about her. And she apparently was in hell, the capital of hell, Gehenna, right? Because Mm -hmm. she killed herself. yeah. Yeah. And she basically comes out of hell, just walking around naked with skulls for eyes. And she goes to like a nearby sleepaway camp finds just some young campers and literally steals one of their faces and then she's hitchhiking and some truck driver picks her up but because she's a she's magical she knows that he he's picks up he picks up women and rapes them the thing that i really like about this is he's the guy's like she asks like do you pick do you do this a lot and he's like yeah i picked up a bunch of hitchhikers she goes no like what you're thinking of like taking me behind this motel over the next bend and like raping me and he's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, how many times have you done it before? And then you see, like, the, the souls. ghosts of all the women. Yeah. yeah, the souls in the truck. And she's like, 47. You've done this 47 Including times. one of them. And she kills them. One of them. This is where I was like, this is a dark goddamn comic book. Is one of them's a little girl. Yeah, I saw that I too. didn't even notice. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, man, this is like, this is pulling no punches. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This is truly a chilling adventure. <laughs> well, it's funny because you think like, you know, Archie Comics chilling adventure. Like, this is going to be silly. But it's like, no, this is a pretty grim, serious comic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there are jokes and stuff in there. Like the woman turning into a spider to scare the family that's afraid of spiders. But that's like, that's as light as it gets. The only jokey uh, dark Archie comic is really Archie vs. Predator. Maybe that's why it put me off so much because I read all the other ones first. And, and uh, that one, yeah. the, the first one, jokey one. But uh, all the other ones, uh, they're they're like uh, Jughead the Hunger, the werewolf one. It, sh- it shows like people getting rep- mutilated and stuff. And you see like Jughead wake up with people's arms on him and stuff like that. <laughs> I I really I want to stop here for a second and just say like she goes on a quest of to the woods and they they talk about how like um, she goes to the the devil's favorite part of the country, which is new is Massachusetts and New England, and like they always. I really like what they do with the witch lore because yeah. they they're always talking about how like the. the the woods are where the devil lives. And it really goes back to that whole Puritan idea that like, na- like civilization is, is God is goodness. And like nature is where the devil is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Those like, are back to like pagan beliefs and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, they believe the gods and trees and shit like that. That juxtaposition is actually spotlighted a little, not to get too ahead, but there is a part later on where Harvey is like talking to Sabrina about like having sex. And he's like, are you like a Puritan? Are you like super pure? And she's like, not, really it's not that (laughs) and like that's just it's funny that because she's so secretive she comes across as the total opposite of what she is yeah Yeah. and she's and so madam satan is walking through the woods and the wind is whispering to her name or whispering to her where to go and she finds sabrina's dad as a tree and um she gets she lost her memory too in this and she starts to remember uh how he dumped her and so she burns the tree to the ground yeah it's not just how he dumped her it's that how like close they were that they were reciting uh poetry yeah yeah on a beach together i like that specifically that's like look how close we were it's like how could you leave me and in in her rage she 
destroys the tree. Yeah. yeah. And then she remembers about the woman that he left her for, Diane. And he goes to the mental hospital, or she goes to the mental hospital, and she's like, we see Diane there as like a lobotomized vegetable, and yeah. she's basically wheeling her, she pretends to be her sister or something, and she's wheeling her around telling Diane about the day that Edward... Um, told dumped. her yeah and dumped her that yeah. and, he, and she said or he said to her like i'm it's another woman and she just like to, to mention like when you said she pretends to be her sister she could just like jedi mind trick everybody yeah with yeah. her magic so you know she could just basically do whatever she wants which also has a really cool visual effect because every time she's using the magic her fake face fades away and we can see her like demonic face under it as the magic yeah. happens which i think is a cool visual cue um yeah. and Apparently, she threw herself into the lion pit or teleported herself in there to kill herself to make Edward guilty, feel guilty about it. And because when you kill yourself, you go to hell, that's how she ends up in Gehenna. The circle reserved for suicides. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you see a little bit of like, you see a little bit of hell in in some of these panels. Yep. Doesn't look nice. No. It looks like hell. One person's (laughs) strung up and their intestines are hanging out. Yeah. yeah, good old Doom. Hell. Good, good old Sabrina, the teenage witch. <laughs> this is when I was like, this is not like the show. <laughs> it, it took you this long. Uh, this is actually the part that I that I was like, this is really dark. Like it, because I didn't notice a little kid or anything. But after just a rapist, it, not a little kid rapist. It would be funny if Melissa Joan Hart was on a show like this and then went on to be in God's Not Dead too. <laughs> but this is so she's with. Uh, she's with Diane, and she's like, the only gift I could give you is mercy. And she, it looks like she's going to kill her. But she's like, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to make you, like, totally aware. I'll give you your mind back, and no one's ever going to believe you because you're a crazy person. Yeah, so she gives her, instead of killing her, gives her clarity back. And so Diane starts being like, oh, my God, the witches are going to take my baby. And they're like, oh, she's crazy. Let's sedate her. Yeah, Although, I, I'm cra- uh, it's crazy that they're not like, how the fuck is she doing this after this lobotomy 10 years ago? But <laughs> still, uh, they think she's crazy and they just keep sedating her. So she's in this mental hospital hell, like one floor of the cuckoo's nest. And then she, as she's leaving, one of the staff members is like, oh, hey, how's Sabrina, the daughter of Diane? And, how's Sabrina, the teenage <laughs> witch? <laughs> and so um, she goes to find Sabrina. She moves to Greendale. She gets a familiar by having two guys, like, kill each other over her. There's, like, two drunk guys uh, hitting on her, and then she's like, oh, why don't you fight each other for me? And then the two, one kills the other, and then the other guy becomes her raven familiar. Yeah, it's it's, it's implied that, like, familiars are, like, humans that, instead of, like, dying, they can stay on this earth as, like, an animal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we go back to the high school, and Sabrina and Harvey are auditioning to be in the play Bye Bye Birdie, and... Um, the teacher, Madam Satan, finds her, the drama teacher who runs the thing, and she puts her in, like, a coma forever and becomes the new drama teacher. Oh, also, there's a, there's a joke in here that I just want to make sure I got this right. So, Sabrina goes to to audition as, as the Anne Margaret character from the Bye Bye Birdie movie, and they're like, no one can sing her, sing as well as, as Anne Margaret. And then she cuts to Sabrina at the Beverly Hills Hotel. I think she's with Anne Margaret. Yeah, she is. She's a witch, too. Yeah. And that's, like, a thing that Sabrina always did. Like, her aunts always knew everybody, right? I kind of remember that from the show. Yeah. Because they're witches. They can can tell her everywhere and everyone's a witch. Like, secret. Yeah. And I was like, this is a weird joke. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's supposed to be, like, like I said, that the the idea is that there's a secret witch society, like, connected across the globe. Yeah. Yeah. 
And a lot of them are women. And that's I another, think that was the thing, thing in I the could... show. I, I recall, like, there was just, they would always drop that they, like, knew these famous people or whatever. One of the things I want to bring up, that there's two reasons why I actually, I really like this series. I think uh, Sakasa absolutely is a fantastic writer, and he nails a lot of what he's going for with Sabrina. And the, the first is that he understands how to make people interesting and how to make them more than just two-dimensional. Like, when it's talking about her drama teacher... Yeah. Um, when Madame Satan goes to get her, she goes and meets her in a movie theater yeah. where the woman's watching yeah. a romance because, she, and he explicitly states about how she's like, she's never been with a man, not even been kissed by a man, but she dreams about it every night and it adds depth to a character that in two pages is going to be in a coma. Yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. Not only about. that, but at the movies, she always sits second from the aisle in the hope that some like some man will rush in late and that'll be the only seat and she yeah. can talk to them. Yeah, I yeah. love stuff that's like that. Such a, that's like such a cute, old school, like flirty fantasy that is just like, to, that's like, it, you really put it perfectly, Daryl, that like she's on this, she's in the book for two pages and she's so fleshed out. Yep. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I agree with you. I, I didn't like think to mention that, but like that, that the fact that he does this throughout the whole series that we read uh, really makes the whole thing you never feel like oh, I don't care about this. You're just like I have. This is interesting. Everything's or, interesting. Or even it's a very yeah. fleshed out world. Or even yeah. if you're like I don't care about this character. Maybe the next issue, like with Harvey Kinkle, would be like, hey, let's look at what his life was like. And then yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. I understand him now more. Yeah. Yeah. But it never feels like info dump. Like, no. It always feels yeah. so or info wars year. Thank God. <laughs> Good one, Sly. Good one. Good one. So yeah, the drama teacher is put in a coma by a magic spell. And but and she, now... but she, in this coma, she dreams forever that she's a movie star uh, or something. Yeah, it's not a, it's, uh, interesting. It's not uh, not too bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So issue three, it begins and it it takes place back in time for a little bit, and it's Hilda and Zelda talking to a young Sabrina about what it like the because. Unborn babies have, or babies, not unborn, babies have to be baptized, (laughs) but they changed the laws now to where it's like you can be baptized when you're 16, so you have the choice whether or not you want to become a full witch, or you can live your life as like a mortal and age with everything that entails. I really like this because like, having the witch be, having the witch movement or whatever be like a response to the like authoritarian Puritans is really interesting to me because like, it has this like feminist slant where like all these women are like, well, you can't just make somebody be a witch. They should choose it. And like, they, they choose it when they become a woman at 16. And like, that's really, that's really interesting to me. It also feels like there's, there's a, uh, parallels to like, uh, Christian reformations too. That's what I was going to say. I think they're, they're trying to do that. Like a lot of mirroring of, of the, the theological debates in the Christian church where they had the same debate of whether or not you can truly become baptized before you oh, are self-aware sense. ironically they've they reversed it because i think in the past you used to be baptized when you're older then you got baptized as a baby later not even all christians some christians wait do wait till you're 18 but i think now the standard practice is just baptizing as a baby like you changed it to yeah i only knew about baptizing as a baby like born agains born agains have to be a certain uh, age so the, the, be, the witches the, but uh the, so the witches are more progressive than the catholics at least <laughs> yeah you have, you have a choice in being baptized they bring it up later, like Madame Satan says something about that. Like sometimes the witches can be more, you know, purical or puritanical than the mortals. Anyway, yeah. um, Madame Satan talks to Sabrina in school, and she's just trying to learn more about her life and like Harvey. And she keeps dropping all these cute lines, like "Oh, like I would die if you just did that," or "We wouldn't want to see you hang." 
Sabrina hangs out with Harvey and he's all he wants to get he wants to move the relationship along and he wants to bang. <laughs> yeah. And because yeah. like her birthday's coming up so they're both going to be 16. It's also Halloween and it's also like an, a super special eclipse. And so he's like, "Come on, I want to do this, but she's supposed to get baptized on her 16th birthday." So she Yeah, she has to stay pure and virginal till after her 16th. Yeah, birthday. she keeps <laughs> having to find ways to be like, "No, like we can't hang out on my birthday and i can't tell you why it's a family event and he gets frustrated about that i gotta fuck the devil instead sorry yeah (laughs) i'm saving myself for marriage to lucifer yeah so then uh madame satan sends her crow familiar to learn about all this and she's got her own plans going well sabrina uh talks with ambrose about whether or not like because when witches become, like, when they finally get baptized, they can't fall in love, just like they can't cry. And Yeah, no, 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 you can't experience true love if you're a witch, yeah. Yeah, it's all, like, these kind of weird, but I know this is probably based all in reality, it's like, or I mean in uh, superstition. In reality? It's <laughs> <laughs> like the documentary about all, all this information. I know this yeah, is uh, probably check out, real. Check out Ken Burns' witches. <laughs> yeah. Dad watches his channel one day, and, he, and uh, aliens <laughs> or f- science fiction, and he's like, oh, this must be real, because it's on his channel, probably. <laughs> and one thing that I do want to just mention, the raven that talks to Madam Satan uh, th- what she gets out of it is that uh, Harvey is super sexually frustrated, and she's like, I could use this. <laughs> so she decides to go through with it, and meanwhile, Madame Satan, when Harvey's playing football, she like she leans over and shows her cleavage when he's supposed to catch a ball, and so he gets distracted. And so she talks to him later, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry I did that. Like, how are you with Sabrina? What's it? How are you two going along together? And he says, like, she's supposed to be doing something else. And she mentions, like, you know, I've heard, like, rumors from Rosalind, Sabrina's rival, that she's she meets with, she goes to the woods, and maybe she goes and meets a boy. So then he's going to go check it out later. So the night of the eclipse happens, and Sabrina goes out. So they, they load up how great this night is. It's Halloween. It's Sabrina's birthday. It's not only an eclipse, it's a blood moon. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, yeah, it's time. Tonight's the best night to be baptized. It's the same. Yeah. Yep. And Sabrina has to ride on top of a goat in order to fly What's over. What's the goat's name, Daryl? Baphomet. But he says, no. Baphomet. I love that joke a lot. <laughs> so they go over and they have to like pass through this blue fire and then they meet with this. I like that they have a nun with an upside down cross there who's the leader of their convent. I love that too. And she's got like the, the horns, like she, all the satanic imagery you can give. Yep. And then she has to eat yeah. like a wafer, but it, it can't be bread because the devil hates bread because Christians use it. So instead <laughs> yeah, it's them. mashed up crickets and spiders. And then she yeah. has to cut off the head of the goat that she was on. And the thing that I found so interesting about when they make her sacrifice the goat is at first she's like, I can't. I just can't. Because, like, Sabrina's really nice. And then I thought, like, is this going to be a conflict? And then the next panel she's like, okay, fine. And she cuts the goat's head off. And then it's covered in its blood. And then the devil shows up and he's this giant guy with a book in his hand. and A giant guy with a goat's goat's head. Yeah. And a bunch of hair. And then he's like, all right, all you have to do is sign here and you can become one of my handmaidens. Um, but then in the middle of it, guess who shows up and yells, Sabrina? It's Harvey. Issue <gasps> uh, <laughs> four. And, yeah. So Harvey shows up and issue four starts with him running away as all the witches hunt him down. Yeah, I think it's really cool the way they 
transform. This you you see you see Sabrina's face covered in blood, and she just goes like run, and it's just like these the the witches all transform into like de- like demonic creatures. Yeah, and they're all just chasing after him. I also love the small touch that she says run, but it's in a different typeface than the rest of yeah. the thing. I was like, oh, I, why is that? Then in the next box, it says, and something in her voice. And then in parentheses, a spell, question mark. Like, I like that, the way you're conveying, like, that she casts a spell, but it's not like, and then Sabrina casts this running spell. Yeah. 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 And also the, the narration's just so great. Like, mm-hmm. mind you, Harvey Kinkle is young. He's strong. He's fast. And they talk about his football scholarship. Tonight, though, it won't matter. Tonight, if you were the kind of person who prays, pray for harvey kinkle <laughs> yeah and then so we get a harvey flashback because every character has to have like really nice motivations <laughs> and it's when he was a kid one of his friends ben was like yo you gotta go in the woods there's this tree that i know where it is it's filled with porn <laughs> quite literally and the panel is his friend ben in the cafeteria and he's holding up his hands to his chest like boobs <laughs> they're like this big and they're like no way so he goes and he finds all these porn magazines. I love how it, the first time I read this, it says Harvey recognizes the titles, but I thought it said Diddy. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey recognizes the Diddy. And I was like, like wow. oh no, how? <laughs> and, it, and then you get like a flashback in a flashback where like he would get his hair cut at like this barbershop and his dad would be like, you're too young to look at these titties. <laughs> and it's... And then the the boys, the older boys who left the porn there, it's Ben's older brother. And they're like, hey, you're the Kinkle Kid, right? And it's like, that's our porn. You can't look at it. It's tainted They look now. like greasers. Yeah. And yeah. they, like, they take out a knife and they're like, we're going to fucking murder you. And I was like, whoa. So Harvey runs home and and apparently that's why he's like always been about like, I have to run faster. I have to get away from the porn man. <laughs> And then as he's running, he thinks back, like, so it's back to the present, and he thinks back, should I, should I go back for Sabrina? I should, like, I love her, I need to go back, those witches were gonna murder her. Yeah, he feels like he left her to these creatures, not knowing, not being able to put together that she was one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they, so meanwhile we've seen, like, the witches have blamed Sabrina for Harvey being there, and she's like, no, like, I'm, and the ants are like, you're just as surprised as they are. And what, then when Harvey finds Sabrina... They, she's very like sexual about it. Sabrina, she's like, "Don't you just want to kiss a grown-up kiss, like with tongue and stuff?" And then they kiss, and it's actually one of the witches disguised as Sabrina, and she eats Harvey. <laughs> yeah, I also, I'm, yeah, I, this is like a a minor thing, but it shows how much care and thought was put into this. Is when she says, "Don't you want a grown-up kiss?" and he sits there and goes, "I," and then the next panel is just a girl on the image, the cover of the porn magazine, and then he goes, "Yes," like he had been waiting for this for so long. Yeah, like even this like silly backstory with porn, like helps build him as this like athlete who's been sexually frustrated <laughs> yeah. forever. And there's just a great page on the next page where he there's the two of them kissing on the very top, and then the second is just him being lifted into the air with this witch like eating his face and all these witches around it and in parentheses the boxer says are you praying yet (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so sabrina is like tied up in vines by the other witches and that's when she's like this isn't my fault like somebody led him here i have to go fix this and she bursts out of the vines and then runs away and that's when she finds harvey all eaten up and Right before she finds him, she has this, like, flashback of what could have been. So she sees them, like, married on a farm. And she's like, I can, we can run away. We can escape from all these witches. And, like, we could start new lives. But no, yeah, it's shown like, in, like, these really... Polaroid panels. 
Yeah, you can see yeah. like them having kids and then moving to, to their own place. And them telling the kids don't go in the woods. Yeah, never. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really great. And and like it, she she frames it as like like this was all like my choice between the the choice of say, not getting baptized and getting baptized. Yeah. And this, if she would have chosen the path of light, this would have been her life. But she chose the path of night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when she says, like, th- there's the scene of the Polaroid where it's like, the day they warn their son and daughter to stay out of the Greendale woods, bad things happen to children in the woods. And that's when it's a zoom in on the witch who ate Harvey's mouth. And she said he was delicious. And Sabrina passes out. Yeah. And then she wakes up. Her aunts wake her up. And she's like, how, how are you feeling? And she sees her aunts as the evil, like scarred up like gross witches like the way they were in the woods like the, when they were chasing Harvey yeah. basically well it's not just that it's, the box specifically states that she reminds herself because everyone always appears to be pretty but it's like underneath they are these like demons yeah yeah and also she feels this way now because uh, of the way they talk about Harvey like oh uh, don't worry about basically they don't care about Harvey at all they just care about cleaning up like the, the fact that the coven uh, blames her for Harvey finding them. So like they don't. They, the way they talk about Harvey is very cold. And Sabrina. Uh, yeah, like how do we get rid of the body? How do we not let anyone know it was us? Mm-hmm. And Sabrina's like, these guys don't give a shit about anyone. They're they're fucking witches. Witches. Yeah, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And th- that's when uh, Miss Porter reveals herself to Betty and Veronica because the Archie gang have come to Greendale to search for Harvey when they notice that he's missing. This is where uh, Sly brought this up before we started recording the episode, but we were talking about like things coming to fruition or like why are these why bring this up or talk about this because betty and veronica were so ancillary to the story at this point i'm like why are you focusing on madame satan like tormenting she was she just scares them in this issue i'm like why bring them back like it was a fun in joke that she uh that they raised her that they're witches but it becomes more serious later yeah yeah and when uh sabrina had talked to harvey's mom she was like, oh, we, she had to keep lying. Sabrina had to keep lying, saying, oh, like, we'll find the people who did this. We'll find the people who did this. And the ants were like, don't worry. The order will fix this. We've been doing this for a really long time. And what happened was the order, fra- they put Harvey's bloody jacket in those bullies that beat him up for the porn or tried to kill him because <laughs> of the porn. And, like, this is, like, Robert Garza Sacasa has, everything has a purpose. Like, yeah. every little flashback and everything has a purpose. And they're like, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. And it shows the police are like beating the With shit the out of them until one of them confesses. Blood all over the shirt. Yeah. This is like 1960s police. Uh, uh. Yeah, it's like 1964. And there are things they throw in little things every once in a while to remind you that like this is the 50s or the 60s. Like yeah. this is the early 60s. And I much prefer. I really like this in Afterlife with Archie, where because when we compare it to like Archie versus Predator, Archie versus Predator had to do like modern things to it. Kind of where this is just like no, it's a period piece. Well, That's well it is. this is like way more serious with this universe than you know. Yeah, Archie this is this is a different yeah. class of. Uh... But like, I, I find it. I think that the Archie characters in like this world just I like them being in the '60s. I find that more interesting, even when it's dark spins and stuff. That's one thing I find weird about uh, reading. Uh, like, because uh, they still I, I don't know if they still make it, but they made it for a long time until the recent era. The you know the classic style Archie and uh, like I, I was like uh, I was reading a few of them as potential candidates for the show, but uh, it's so weird to see, like, Archie talking about Instagram and, like, Twitter. Oh, and, yeah. Like, you guys are so fucking out... Like, the way you talk is outdated, your values are so fucking outdated. Like, it's so... I, I prefer the camp. Like, not that this is campy, but, like, I like the period... That's what I mean. Like, they, 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 such a, such a 19, they're such 1960s characters. It feels weird to have... Mo- like, 
Riverdale does a good job of modernizing them a bit, but like uh, treating like the like having the goofy humor and the goofy characters in the modern day always feels weird to me. The other thing is you don't have a lot yeah. of things that are based in the sixties and fifties. Like specifically, they're set and they don't grow up beyond that time. Yeah, yeah. So. To make it worse for Sabrina, she meets with Harvey's mom, and Harvey and Harvey's mom tells this whole story about how he was planning to propose that night, yeah. and he was like, "I knew we would be engaged for a long time, but I knew she was the one. Like, I, I didn't. She doesn't have to get married right away, but I just wanted her to know how serious I was." So she's like trying not to cry, trying not to cry, and then she runs into the bathroom. She's crying in the stall, and this is when Madam Satan overhears her as the teacher and says, "I can bring Harvey back." If yeah. you do what I say. And that's the end of issue four. Uh, so we're getting to issue five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. All right. So Phil didn't read this issue, so we're going to explain <laughs> yeah, to him. I like that you do it. Out. <laughs> All right. So it opens up with Betty and Veronica practicing for Macbeth uh, in, the pl- in the school play. And they're yeah. like classic Betty and Veronica. They're like super goofy about yeah. it. And Betty's super nice. Goofy. Veronica's a bitch. Veronica's yeah. so mean. <laughs> yeah. And um, the, the third witch in, uh, is uh, Nancy, the, the black uh, Archie character, black female Archie character. And uh, uh, the, the the play director says like, oh, Betty and Veronica, you two are natural witches, but Nancy, you suck. And Nancy's like, oh, this, she's a fucking racist. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Uh, and but Betty Veronica uh, try to recruit, try to say like, "Oh, uh, don't you hate people like that? Don't you want to join a group that makes people like that suffer?" And she's and Nancy's like, "I don't know what she's talking about. I'm going to church school right now." And she and she leaves. And basically, Betty Veronica trying to, we're trying to lure her in. And it turns out Miss Grundy, uh, nice old Miss Grundy, is the leader of their coven. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, meanwhile, Sabrina is on trial for supposedly telling hard about the ritual, and uh, they believe like uh, she's rejecting Satan. Uh, as she's on trial, they cross-cut to her dad on trial for wanting to marry a mortal. And uh, his argument for why he should marry mortal is that Satan wants, wanted him to do it. And he threatens to summon Satan right then and there. And the guy's like, okay, okay, you, you don't have to summon Satan, we believe you. Uh, you, can be, you can marry mortal. You can marry mortal. <laughs> yeah, because he says, like, you can't marry a mortal. And he's like, well, you're not supposed to be gay, but you guys are <laughs> yeah, fucking like all that. the time. <laughs> the guy's like, yeah, outrageous and- accusation. That's never been proven. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, "Well, Satan told me himself. Do you want me to get him? Do you want me to call Dad? Yeah. And you can ask him." And uh, so, in the, in the modern day, um, the witches start using like old uh, methods, all Christian methods to prove like a witch is, you know, Guilty. innocent or not a witch, whatever the fuck you want to say. And Sabrina is adorable because she still crosses her fingers behind her back when she lies. Because, yeah. <laughs> because um, Sabrina, uh, you know, she she obviously didn't tell Harvey, but she's just like now rejecting Satan and all his empty promises. Uh, now because of what happened to Harvey, so she has she is crossing her fingers. She is lying, so she should be vulnerable to these witch trials. But uh, she, so they have one where she she has to put her hand in like a searing uh, uh, bowl of coals, and she puts it in, but doesn't feel even feel warm. And then she has to get her hand stabbed, but she, it goes right through without piercing any blood. And it turns out that Madame Satan rigged it, so uh, betting Veronica feel everything that she's supposed to be feeling. So you see Veronica screaming in pain as her hand burns on fire, and uh, you see. Uh, uh, Betty's screaming as her hand gets stabbed and starts bleeding everywhere. And Veronica's just laughing at her. Aha, you fucking bitch. How do you like it? Because <laughs> Veronica's a bitch. Worst character ever. Fuck her. Uh, fucking Affleck Rock, she made her the only fucking survivor. They, they pronounce that Sabrina has, is, she's innocent of all wrongdoing regarding Harvey. And then her yeah. aunt stand up and go, praise Satan and hail yeah. Satan. And I like Sabrina asks, she even asks, she's like, uh, just apropos of nothing, 
if you get found innocent, you can't be brought up for the same trial, right? We have Double Jeopardy too, and they're like, <laughs> what a weird question to ask. She's like, just ask it. Just yeah. ask it. Whatever. And so Sabrina's not working with uh, Madam Satan, who, uh, who no, who's claimed to be Miss Porter, this, this, this drama teacher, and she claims to be an excommunicated witch for wanting a child about a husband. And that's when she says, like, oh, the, the church is puritanical, fuck the church, join the me. But, you know, so she's using Sabrina for her own whims and lying to her. So then uh, uh, Sabrina, along with Betty, Veronica, and Ma'am Sadie, the performer ritual, to have Carvey come back, but it's going to take a few days for him. I, I just want to point out that the second yeah. thing that I really enjoy about Sakasa's writing and everything is that he goes through and he details the rituals pretty in-depth oh, in like a lot he of does. text boxes, which I think is a really cool attention to detail and that it makes it feel... Really, like these are steps people had taken back then to do this. Yeah, like like in this yeah. like in this uh, ritual, they even bring up the dread. Uh, the, I forgot what it's called, but they have the Necronomicon's cousin, the Demonomicon, the Demonomicon. Yeah, and so there's actually a lot of good details like that. Even when we talked about in issue two, when Madame Satan puts that old drama teacher to in that coma, he she like she uses like something of hers yeah, to handkerchief. cast the spell. Yeah, yeah, she gets like her tears or something on it so that she can cast the spell, and it's like little things that it shows that there there's like rules to the the world. to the universe. Yeah, yeah. and so Harvey, the, 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 the thing that hold on, the, yeah. the one thing I want to point out, there's also a lot of mythology packed into these like rituals, like here, but there's also this charm of like there is still this old school like Puritan aspect to it because like here to bring him back. They set about their grim task. First, a symbol representing the gateway between life and death is grooved into the dirt with a snapped-off branch. The branch is symbolic of the Tree of Life, as well as the pole Sharon, ferryman of death, uses to cross the river <laughs> Styx. So there's, like, things all... And then... So there's all these things that, like, work together. And then they also leave his clothes there, so when he comes back from the dead, he doesn't have to be naked. Yep. And then... Yeah, and then they go-go dance because it's the '60s. Yeah. <laughs> because because he's not gonna come back for three, like three days later, <laughs> so they they have to go basically chill for three days. And I really like to see because it shows uh, Betty and Veronica performing in the play, uh, Macbeth, uh, Sabrina waiting for Harvey to come back on on her, on her, on her uh, Macbeth. Doorstep. What can Macbeth have to do with witches? <laughs> yeah, and so they're dancing, uh, Betty and Veronica dancing, and um, uh, they're doing Macbeth uh, as the three witches. And as as they're dancing, Miss Porter's taking a bath. Sabrina picks her thumb, and Miss Porter says, "By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes." And I really like that setup for that line. I think it's really cool. Yeah. And so uh, Harvey's mom is convinced. Uh, since Harvey's body hasn't shown up, they're still alive. And then she hear knocking on the door and hear Harvey saying, "Hey, mom, I'm back." And she's like, oh, I have to go answer the door. And dad's like, no, this is fucked up. Uh, yeah, Harvey's dead. You have to let her go. And she basically goes, snaps, and beats the shit out of her dad until he dies. Yeah. <laughs> she, she doesn't just, she smashes his head in with a it's lamp. It's crazy. Yeah. And she's like, this is a house of faith, of hope. And you never understood that. <laughs> yeah. And she murders the fucking dad. And then uh, it, Harvey shows up and he says, sorry, Harvey's not here anymore. And uh, it turns out it's not Harvey, but Sabrina's dad in oh, Harvey's body. Oh, I audibly went, oh, God. And that's, I think this twist fucking Because I have no idea where it's going to go, but whatever it is, yeah. that's a pretty gross twist. Yeah, it's a very, uh, this is a very, this is a series that uh, uh, really uh, leaves on a lot of cliffhangers. Unfortunately, it's also uh, been delayed like shit. We've had three issues since this trade came out. So maybe in 2020 <laughs> or 2025, we'll see what happens next. Yeah, because Harvey calls Sabrina and he's like, "Hey, I'm back from the dead. I can't wait to see you." Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Can't wait! For, can't wait to have sex with my own daughter. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that ends uh, Sabrina for probably next five years. That's the first trade. Yep. So, obviously, would we... Re- well, first, Phil, what did you think of the end? <laughs> Pretty cool twist. I... Because when I finished issue four, I'm like, that's a weird place to leave off because they're just like, Harvey's going to be resurrected, but I didn't know if that was going to be a whole nother arc. So the fact that he does get resurrected, but it's, I, it has to be one of those like monkey's paw, you know, wishes where it's like, I want them to come back, but they're not going to, they're going to come I back and something sa- fucked I up. I think somebody, in the book, it's specific, say it's Salem references it. Yeah, they mentioned oh. monkey paw. It's, it's a very yeah. key aspect to the story, monkey yeah. paw thing. Which is good foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> So Sam's always worrying, or don't do this shit, because it's always a consequence for this shit. It's, it's something, it's ironic, that's something that's always in the Sabrina, like the old stuff. Uh, it's always like, oh, uh, Anne Helen's other thing, shouldn't use magic to solve your problems. Sam's like, shouldn't use magic to solve your problems. Then she uses magic, and it makes things worse. And so it's, that's kind of like playing into that idea. And Yeah, uh, like, and that's cool. And it also, even with the satanic stuff, like... That's just how that stuff. The dark magic always has that cost that comes along with it. Yeah, you yeah. can get this, but you have but to you sell your fuck soul, your dad. <laughs> or you gotta fuck your dad. You gotta fuck your dad if you want to fuck Harvey. <laughs> Would you fuck your dad for magic? <laughs> okay, so since it's our October spooktacular, two questions. Well, I guess three questions. Oh God. <laughs> does this does this work as a horror story? Yes. Does it work on its own? Yes. And would you read more? Yes. Yeah, yes. obviously all yeses yes. for me. Yes, all three. Like, it's creepy without being, like, too, cl- like, generic or cliche. Like, it's not just, like, doing horror tropes. It's just, like, very disturbing. And it's not just gore either. Like, there's only, uh, until the, the witches eat Harvey, there's not very little gore mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. It's, it's just a lot, but it's a lot of, uh, mentions, like, how they eat the corpses in the cemetery they live in. And yeah, them. actually, after, after Harvey's killed, Sabrina's thinking about what happened to his body, and she's like, they wouldn't have. And then you see a close-up of Aunt Hilda eating steak and eggs, and it's, like, bloody and dripping. <laughs> yeah. And oh, it's, yeah. like, just so gross, but without being, like... It's, like, implied grossness. Yeah. Yeah. Do you... How do you think this compares to Afterlife with Archie? Which one do you guys like more? I like this one more. I, me too. I think, for me, this is more in line with Sabrina, because Afterlife with Archie is, like, let's throw... Let's make Archie serious and simultaneously throw zombies into it. Whereas Sabrina, it's like, let's actually pretend the witch stuff is all real and it's all the negative stuff based on, you know, accounts from the Salem witch trials and everything. I think I related to Afterlife with Archie more. Like, it hit me more emotionally. But I think this is, like, if I was to show somebody a gritty reboot of something, like, not even a gritty reboot, but, like, how to take existing things and totally revamp them with being so true to the character Mm -hmm. like i think that this is i can't think of a better example than this yeah i i I feel like some some of the emotional scenes in afterlife with archie were much more powerful but this is this is more interesting yeah yeah that's the best way to uh uh, uh, to feed into what daryl was saying uh this is a more natural transition because you could do serious archie and there have been serious like kind of serious archie stories in the past but uh afterlife archie was serious plus uh zombies so it's not a natural transition, but this is kind of like a natural inversion. Like you could, you, uh, Afterlife Archie yeah. was like a weird experiment that somehow worked. Well, this is like how you would uh, theoretically make Sabrina. Because the magic stuff is already there. Yeah, yeah. it's already in the, in the, baked into the, pl- the premise. Also, Sakasa yeah. just really makes it worse. Work. Yeah. Not he worse. Works. He really <laughs> fucked he it up. I just I hate everything he touches. <laughs> I'm glad he's out of comics. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Please come back and finish this. We don't. I know we don't do recommendations anymore, but this type of inversion reminded me a lot of the anime Madoka Magica, where they take the 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 funny the fun idea of a magical girl, but they're like, this is this is pretty dark actually. That's, that's <laughs> like, interesting. Yeah, I know we don't do recommendations anymore, 
But Daryl, you should read uh, Agorastikasa's Fantastic Four run. I was, oh, I, was, cool. I was actually thinking we should do that for the show. Sometimes. I would not mind oh, reading man. more of his stuff. Also, I'll Let's recommend see. something. Uh, watch The Witch. <laughs> this is literally The Witch. <laughs> yeah, I need to see The Sly, Witch. do you want to recommend something? <laughs> I recommend... Wait, Sly, you haven't seen The Witch yet? I haven't seen The Witch. I really should. I, this is, a lot of this is literally, there were at least five different times I'm like, this is just like The Witch. Yeah, I really need to see it. There's like a lot. Of, I've been really behind on. I'm really like a classic horror guy, so I haven't caught up. But I know there's a lot of really great modern ones like uh, they It Follows and Get Out and The Witch that I still have to see. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a scrub. Sorry. Get out. But You're my off recommendation. The Don't apologize. My recommendation would just be to check out some of Archie's other stuff. Uh, my third favorite Archie thing is the Black Hood uh, reboot. Uh, if you like, if you want to see. If you like Netflix Daredevil shit and you want to see like a comic in that style, uh, Black Hood is probably one of the best ones. Yeah, check it out. Okay. Cool. So, if you guys have any other suggestions or recommendations, you should let us know in our Facebook group, Oops, I Talk Divisive Issues, where you either have really nice, fun topics about comics or some really long, deep-seated arguments about politics. Pick which one you want. And... While you're sitting around, you should also rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. It's how other people find our show. Because if enough people subscribe, we show up in the charts. And that's awesome and great. And you could also go to ComradeRadio.com and check out other shows on the network. Next week, there'll be our Halloween episode that should have Daryl and Sly on it. Ooh, welcome to our own spooktacular stories. (laughs) And I have read their stories, and they're pretty creepy would you say they're <laughs> spooktacular i would they're great they're really great and also i mentioned this on last week's oops i talked politics but apparently a lot of people thought i was joking because of the way that episode ended sly was on my comedy podcast <laughs> we'll get it right next year and we launched our merch store so everyone should check that out just search we on redbubble and you can see our beautiful merch that sly made or listen to the episode it's episode 14 sly is on it and he's very funny and charming not like here, where he's a piece of garbage. Fuck you, Sly. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I say I save only for my guest, my, my likable personality for my guest appearances only. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. So thanks for listening to Divisive Issues. Uh, so uh, thank you all for listening. I've been able to recognize those titties anywhere. I've been willing to fuck my dad to become a magician. I've been double, double toil and trouble. And I've been baphomet. Stank on nudity. Red Radio. Dot com, independent podcasting network.